0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 266 of Adult Wrestling. Sounds right. I don't have the thing in front of me. Joe and Adam here, back again. Enjoy your week off watching the Steelers simulate football. It's not simulating if you win, Joe.
1: Who did they beat? Uh, The Tennessee Titans, which I hear is a professional football team.
0: Allegedly. Mm -hmm. Aren't there like 30 of those? They just let anyone in these days, it sounds like.
1: Pretty much. I mean, if you can have a team in Cleveland, you can have one anywhere. Right. They have two teams in Ohio. Get
0: out of here with that shit. (laughs) At least one of them had the sense to be in Cincinnati. Right. Somebody told me the other day that Cincinnati is the Maserati of uh, cities or some shit. Mm. All right. Feels like a lie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I, I don't think anything that far uh, in the middle of the country (laughs) could be the Maserati of anything. Right. But I listened to you, uh, your episode with Ed, of course, because I want to make sure that I'm not being talked about negatively too much. And uh, mm-hmm. it's always good to see Ed out of his natural habitat in right. a more adult-supervised area.
0: Uh, yeah, and it was one of those things where I had an idea of you know trying to stick as close to the format of the show as possible, but I also wanted Ed to be on the show. Sure. And I know the two things are sometimes not... Uh, in uh ex- you know uh would work together would be exclusive or whatever and i feel as though it was as close to a regular show as possible but i also feel it was like a good ed experience if that's what you were looking for
2: yeah a
1: little bit a little bit uh for each of the fan bases so to speak you know right but happy to be back i feel like i had a hard time narrowing down my talking points i actually it was like i gotta talk about wrestling i'm looking forward to it you know Oh my goodness! I, I watched a WWE Premium Live event. Not to spoil my <laughs> hands, but oh, that's, that's way more wrestling than I, I'm used to watching.
0: Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot. There's going to be a lot to discuss. But I want to get this out of the way up front. Um, in between last week's show and this week's show, uh, the newest conversations with Joe dropped. Absolutely, uh,
1: Max with, Smashmaster.
0: Yes, Max Smashmaster. My friend Scott. Um, former Chikara, you know, Campionados de Parejas. Uh, He, you know, we, we talked about Ashes, of course. But again, I want to have Scott on the show because uh, I know Scott had like a very different path to get to Chikara. It comes to Chikara much later. Um, and obviously he was kind of there to the bitter end, you know, ish. And he's currently doing his own thing in the uh, New England area. More on that later and you know i i love getting that positive feedback from people i'm always very critical of myself when i do these sort of things i'm never sure how they're going to come out um but when i have lots and lots of people come to me and say hey i really enjoyed this i wasn't you know i went in with no expectations or low expectations just because they don't know scott scott doesn't put himself out there like Other people do or they haven't been, you know, longtime Chikara people or they might have been in Chikara when they maybe weren't watching or whatever it was. Right. Mm. Um, But it's been an overwhelming positive response. Um, You know, obviously, all the conversations with Joe that I've done up to this point, um, you know, I don't know if you're not already signed up to the Patreon, you know, people are talking about them. You know, I know a friend of the show, Tom Green, uh, put it out that it's kind of like it's. Almost ending up being an unofficial oral history of Chikara um, without being an oral history of Chikara, you know? Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, I listened to it, and I agree with the masses. It was a great episode. Um, I I feel like people are just not going to believe me because, obviously, I have a financial stake in people signing up for the Patreon. But I will say, honestly, that was my favorite episode so far. No disrespect to any of the other people that you've interviewed. Mm -hmm. Um, Because... Like obviously, there's a different perspective from each of the folks that you've sat down and talked to. Um, I just feel like his was very unique compared to kind of the because I'll say it right here, just a little bit of a spoiler. Like he's very much, I don't want to say team quack, but like he doesn't come off as negative about his experience with Shakara as some of the other folks did, you know, or Mm as jaded. And it's interesting to kind of have him learn things right on the spot and. uh, Get his viewpoint. Uh, like, I, I honestly, I don't want to go into any more depth because I, I won't do it justice, and I also won't don't want to spoil it. But I liked it a lot, um, and yeah, it was really good. And I'm happy to have him as a member of the soon-to-be named network Discord now.
0: Yeah, definitely. Scott's a good guy. He's a toy guy. Um... You know, he's involved with Broski's world as well, you know. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, listen to the podcast just so you can hear Joe squirm and chuckle as uh, Max (laughs) puts over Broski repeatedly.
0: (laughs) Um, But, you know, I I, I say during the course of that episode, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll take the month off or whatever, because, you know, just the way that everything worked out, we didn't have a bunch of homework episodes going up uh, on the Patreon. And I'm like, well, looking at the schedule, we probably will for... December, but um, then on Sunday or Monday morning, I listened to Final Wrestling Place this past week. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't listen to Final Wrestling Place, obviously you should listen to Final Wrestling Place. Tim and Marcus do a good show. Um, You know, we all kind of, you know, we're all partners up here and a lot of the stuff, we all feed off each other and a lot of the stuff that goes on. uh, You know, two weeks ago they did they had Ed on to do the uh, top ten all-time crushes respectfully list and we ended up doing it here last week, and, you know, Adam called in, of course, to participate, even though he wasn't here. Um, and then Tim and Marcus were talking about the Patreon show. And I'll just say, I have the next two already in the can, ready to go. Hmm. Um, I want you to go, and I want you to sign up, and I want you to listen to the one that I did with Scott, right? Yeah. But I also want you to know, next week... I'm going to tell you who the next two are. Oh, both of them, huh? Yeah. I'll tell you who the next two are going to be, because they're already in the can. And now it's one of these things where, like, I got the next two out of the way. Now I don't have to be scrambling to try to, like, tie people down, like, during the holiday season, like Thanksgiving to Christmas, to try to record shit. Because I already got shit. I don't have to worry about the, the podcast, the Patreon, my, you know, the conversations, is Joe shit until January.
1: Yeah. And like you said, if you subscribe to the Patreon right now, listen to the Max Smash Master, you will get the next interview during that 30 days guaranteed. Yeah. Because they're in the can. They don't have to worry about any kind of like scheduling or anything like that. So, you know, if you are maybe you listened to uh, Final Wrestling Place and you know maybe what they were talking about. You know, eh, you might want to sign up now and get that interview and get Max Mashmaster, get the back catalog. You know, Ian Vafleur, <laughs> you know, uh, Hollow
0: Derek Savato, Wicked, Zavato, Hollow Derek Wicked yep. Mantis, yep. Kevin Ford, and uh, <laughs> right, Young Ed, of course. Now, um, it, without being too spoilery, and I'm just looking for a yes or no. Did you get a chance to listen to the two that are done? I, as I mentioned before,
1: I like to wait until they're closer to being released. The, although I will tell you, oh, I, 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 <laughs> I I might jump on the, the, the first one soon. Just, right. so, uh, But I, I'm trying to hold off, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through the weekend.
0: <clears throat> okay. All right. And this is going to be that rare instance where in be- in the next seven days, if you ask me who it is, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, okay. Privately privately or publicly. If you ask me who it is, I'm not going to tell you.
1: Yeah, just go listen to Final Wrestling Place. Do your research.
0: Yeah, there you go. All right.
1: I'm looking forward to this. I, I'm thinking about trying to figure out a way if, the, if you can, like, grandfather people on Patreon into the old rate if they're already subscribed and then, like, jack up the price for new subscribers.
0: No. No. <laughs> I'm just trying to work an opportunity here. Yeah, of course you are. All right, all right. Let's get into the show, huh? Yeah, let's do it. And now, Odds with Wrestling presents this day in wrestling history. So, on this day in wrestling history, four years ago. AEW held their first ever full gear pay-per-view. Some of the matches on that event included Santana and Ortiz. Remember when they were a tag team? Vaguely. Taking on the Young Bucks. Your favorite. Right. Uh, Adam Page taking on Pac, the bastard. I think it was before he was a bastard. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sean Spears taking on Joey Janela. Uh, one of those maybe still with the company. Mm, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky versus uh, the Lucha Brothers and Private Party. All those people are no. That's right. Scorp- yeah. remember the, remember the hot Scorpio Sky push on Collision during Phil's run.
1: <laughs> he had the snapping promo where he snaps and the camera goes out.
0: That's right. Uh, Reho against Emi Sakura.
1: Uh, all right, um, maybe Rio's with the company. Soccer definitely is. Yeah,
0: uh, in an unsanctioned Lights Out match, John Moxley versus Ken Omega.
1: All right, that's not the, the ring exploding match, right? No.
0: Okay, that uh, much ed- later. Yeah, that's like another year from now because Eddie's not with the company at this point. And uh, for the world title, Chris Jericho defends the title against Cody Rhodes with the stipulation... That if Cody loses, he can never contend for the AEW world title. Hey, look at that. A, a stipulation that stuck. Right. <laughs> he and had to this, go finish the story elsewhere. And this was the full Max Heel turn? Because he threw in the towel while Cody was in the uh, Walls of Jericho?
1: Oh, God, I forgot about him being a Cody, uh, Cody buddy.
0: Yeah. So, it's so funny how much the company has changed in four years, huh?
1: Yeah, I'm looking at that that card right now, and I'm like, if that was the next Full Gear, would I want to watch it? And, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Moxley versus Omega would be solid, but, oh, man, you can't pay me to watch Riho wrestle. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, Sean Spears versus Janela. Eh, no, thank you. Yeah, that's that's a tough sell in 2023.
0: I would watch today Jericho versus today Cody.
1: <laughs> it's because you're WWE pilled now.
0: Oh, yes, that's exactly what I am.
1: Yeah, <laughs> your favorite wrestler on the planet works for them. So I don't no, Orange hear.
0: Cassidy doesn't work there. Oh, please. Eddie Kingston doesn't work there. Please. Uh, you Double You throw both J of doesn't... them under a
1: bus. You Double throw J. all of them under a bus for your love.
0: <laughs> Again, we're saving that for later. Stop I know. It. All right, so on this day in wrestling history, 21 years ago, uh, Ring of Honor held their all-star extravaganza event from the beautiful Murphy Rec Center in even more beautiful South Philadelphia. Oh, okay. God. Um, this featured Xavier's first Defense of the World title against Jay Briscoe, uh, a gauntlet match with Danielson, Red, Phil, Michael Shane, and Paul London— who later on that night would go on to take AJ Style, take on AJ Styles for the number one contendership trophy to see who gets the next shot at Xavier. Um, we get an early Samoan Joe appearance in here. And then the main event is Shinjiro Otani and Masato Tanaka taking on Loki and Steve Carino. Ring of Honor was very tied into 0-1 at this time, and a lot of guys were getting pulled for 0-1 tours. And this was a make-good for, like, Zero one gutting a Ring of Honor show like two months prior. Okay, I know what all those words mean. Yes, but I was at this show. This is like this. This like two thousand two, two thousand three is my era of Ring of Honor.
1: Of course, you uh, you went to everything in South Philly. <laughs> you know, right, you're just,
0: you're just looking for something. ECW stopped running. And you're
1: like, well, first thing to show up, I'm going to become a fan of, and it was Ring of Honor.
0: Well, so that's the thing. It wasn't because. Like that's when like CZW start running Philly and I'm like no thank you, three uh, PW start running and I'm like I'll keep waiting. <laughs> XPW and CZW are fighting over the rights to run shows at the ECW arena and I'm like no I'm still okay and literally I think the Murphy Rec Center is I think four blocks from. The, the the four blocks from the ECW arena. There's a Danielson promo when they or Danielson. There's a glory on Daniels promo a couple years um, like maybe like 06, 07, where he does a deal where he's cutting the promo outside the Murphy Rec Center. He gets in his car and in the promo drives from the Murphy Rec Center to the ECW arena because that's where the Ring of Honor show was that night in a cool little bit but it's like literally the same street just okay. like Four blocks down. Gotcha.
1: All right. I'm sure as we go to more and more Ring of Honor shows through this day in history, you're just gonna be like, I was at that one. I was at that one.
0: There's so I'm pissed because the week that we were off, the week that was on that I was on vacation, there was a big moment in wrestling history, like one of those red letter dates in wrestling history uh that I missed. And I made like when I came home and I saw that it was the week that I was away, and I'm like, shit, I can't miss the next one. That would be three weeks after this, which is next week. So I already have like a little post-it note saying like, don't forget this one, jackass.
1: (laughs) Well, whatever that was that we missed, we'll get to it in seven years.
0: Right, exactly. Uh, So also on this day in wrestling history, we have our head-to-head. 25 years ago, head-to-head, Monday Nitro versus Monday Night Raw. Um, Raw is cooking with grease, and I don't mean the grease man um it's a taped raw but that's no big deal because this is the go home show for survivor series the deadly game tournament is being set up um all the players are involved the stuff with austin and shane and vince and the rock is all coming to pass and i could sit here and i could play clips and promos and all sorts of stuff leading up to this but there's one bit in particular that i do want to play all right I thought my hair looked that bad. Well, Mr. McMahon
3: would like you to have a complete makeover. He's paying for it. Hey,
0: why not, right? Nothing wrong with a little trim.
4: (laughs) You know, I think maybe Vinny might even buy me some new teeth. What do you think?
5: What happened to
4: your other ones? Well, Austin threw them into the crowd. You're kidding. (laughs) That Vince, you know, he's he's like a big, cuddly teddy bear. (laughs) Sometimes I just want to go up and give him a big hug. He should. He's got to be costing him.
6: It's costing him a lot of money for this makeover.
4: He always has taken good care of his champions, and this is no different. Hardcore
0: championship. It's almost like my life is taken on a whole new meaning. <laughs> so, this mixed Mick's first defense of the hardcore title. This is when he goes out, and you see there he has the beard shaved. Mm-hmm. Which is only the second time in his wrestling career that he ever did anything without the beard in full. Yeah um the other time was the lost in cleveland skits if you remember those <laughs> yeah after he um, got power by vader right right um so he wrestles this match in the full tuxedo and it's against ken shamrock and of course it gets like ripped to shreds and this is more like this is the continue like this is you know it's very clear that Mr. McMahon has picked Mick Foley and has given him a title and has all these pieces set for him. And Mick has a mystery opponent in the opening round of the Deadly Game Tournament. Now, unfortunately, next week we won't be talking about the Deadly Game Tournament. We'll be talking about the Raw the night after, which I think is going to be just as exciting because that's where we get like we get the payoff at the Deadly Game Tournament. But we get the explanation the next night on Raw. So I'm just as excited for that as I am. For, you know, the talking about the Deadly Game Tournament.
1: Yeah. And I went last week when you were doing the... Uh, where Vince McMahon gave him the hardcore title when you were doing that with Ed. I was listening and I was like, oh, man, I want to watch this.
0: <laughs> <What happened laughs> on, on the podcast? It's the same as listening to it, right? Yeah, I guess. So, um, also, uh, you know, not to say... Listen, not to say that WCW is not doing things as well, right? hmm Listen, over on WCW... It's announced that the new tag team champions due to injury are Rick Steiner and Judy Bagwell. (laughs) Uh, We see the Ultimate Warrior's last appearance in WCW, where he's side-by-side, back-to-back with Brother Brutai, taking on the NWOB team.
5: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Hulk Hogan completely ignores all of that and announces that he's running for president.
1: That was just so soon, like, oh man, like, I'm just, again, I wasn't here last week, so I feel lost, and like, wasn't he in the thick of a feud with, like, Spooky Ultimate Warrior? Yes. And this was because this was when Ventura was running for governor,
0: right? Ventura had won the governorship. Okay. In between last Nitro and this Nitro. So, this is Hogan running for president, for real. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> didn't he go on Leno? He did go on Leno to promote this, yes. Oh, God. WCW <sighs> is in great shape. But but there is one thing that's going on on, on Nitro. And I didn't say it was a good thing, right?
6: Mm-hmm.
0: But again, it's one of those things where really to get the context of it, there's a promo from Thunder that I need to play. Oh, you'd be negligent if he didn't. Exactly.
4: There's your security man, Gump. Looks like he slept with
1: his head, in the socks were cried out loud. Great hairstyle,
4: I love it. Interesting man, there's no doubt about it. Oh, I guess that's good. Now where would one go to get a t-shirt like the one the Jericho Security Man is wearing? On the car rack, the cheap hotel. He is He is the toughest man in professional wrestling today, aren't you, Ralphus? See, he'll tell you. <laughs> Give me a break. All right, you're still the television champion, and there are many men who want to come out and take this belt away, but I know your focus has been on other things as of late. You know, I came out here on Nitro Skiavone, and I said I respect Bill Greenberg. Goldberg. Oh, I'm sorry, Goldberg. And yes, I do respect you, Goldberg, and I said you're a great champion. But I also said that I am a greater champion. I am the WCW World Television Champion. And you know what that means? Thank you. That means if you're watching TV right now, I'm your champion. If you like to sit at home and stuff your face with potato chips and watch the boob tube, I'm your champion! He's my champion. you're married yes. to the remote control, you're married to Chris Jericho. If you like to channel surf, you're surfing with me! Hang ten, daddy-o! <laughs> so my point is this. Yes, I respect you, Goldberg, but I still have four victories over you and sooner or later you're gonna have to come to terms with this. You're gonna have to face the facts and you're gonna have to see if you can break my streak. Jericho four, Goldberg nothing, and yes, I do respect you, but that doesn't mean that I won't beat a little more sense into you. So just watch out, Goldberg, because I am better and more popular than you. Let's go, Ralphus. Tell him when he's telling lies.
1: <laughs> Lee, brain, take it away. So? That's just the best. Like, that's peak professional wrestling right there. Like, they could have just ended wrestling right after this storyline. And Oh, man, he's the best.
0: And so we get that promo on Thunder, builds up everything, and then let's uh, head over to Nitro to see how this all ends up shaking out for uh, young Christopher. All right. Sure. All to be right.
4: Good. Uh Uh-oh. oh. He's got himself hysterical. ready. Running. I'm going to turn it back to you. Unbelievable. The confidence this man has. I, Gene, run for your life. I think there's going to be somewhat of an explosion as Goldberg has just arrived to saw this. Here he is. The man. This is the confrontation we've been waiting for. Has the realization hit Jericho yet? Something's going to hit him pretty soon. There's old Potbelly. He's blowing by him right there. Oh, there he is. Jericho's getting back to him. <laughs>
3: Look at
0: Yeah. A little extra mustard on that one, huh? Yeah.
1: This is by far the worst thing Bill Goldberg has ever done in the wrestling arena to anyone To
4: this point, Jericho ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Chris Jericho. There's your partner. And there's Goldberg. Goldberg, who just arrived in the arena, has taken Jericho apart so much for the 4-0 mark. Seems to me Jericho now has made the list.
0: What happened to him? great moment, great segment to build up the storyline between these two, and nothing ever happens. This is the last time it's ever mentioned again
1: <sighs> can't take away from Chris Jericho's genius though you know no. it's the fact that he was able to get that that storyline that much over with nobody helping him, Yes, Ski you know. Oh, man. He's the best.
0: And uh, the writing was on the wall. He would later lose the... T- I forget what he does, but we'll get to it. he like lose the TV title to Stevie Ray, and then he's off TV for, like... or No, then, beginning of the year, he does the feud with Saturn. Um, January, February. He's in either the TV title or U.S. tournament in March and then from march until his contract expires in the summer he's sparingly on tv god he's that's a long
1: time like i don't remember it being i mean i'm sure at the time i was probably stewing i was like where the fuck is jericho but that's a long time for him to not be with the company cuz he debuted in wwe like what like right before the millennium uh it was or it right was after?
0: august of 99 Oh, I thought the countdown was, like, close to, like, New Year's. No, because he, he ends up having a match on SummerSlam with the Road Dog. Okay. Then never mind. I take that all back. Well, listen, you were, you were close. Yeah. yeah, you know, August, January, pretty much the same thing. Again, I just want to double-check these numbers here that I'm spewing, you know? Mm-hmm. I was, if, if nothing, I like to be factual and do my due diligence and my research and so forth. Okay. So, cruiserweight title, cruiserweight title. Okay. Don't worry about this dead air; it'll be fine. Yeah, well, it'll all get fixed. Fix that maybe. post, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, so he's on TV a bunch here. Uh, okay. No, so my apologies. So. He loses the TV title to Conan, right? Okay. Somehow worse. Mm -hmm. Then does the feud with Saturn in January and February. He's on TV for most of March. And then into April. And then... His last TV match in WCW is April
1: 5th. Okay. So that's then, pretty, pretty much all of April he's gone. Right. So so, April, then,
0: April, May, June, well, July, August. That's like five months. That wasn't right. crazy. He's doing house shows in like June and July.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he's in WWF by August.
1: All right. I don't know if you were saving this for the main event of this day in history joe or if you wanted to cover it now since we're on the topic right but happy birthday chris jericho one of the greatest of all time my close personal friend and role model a man that i've looked up to from a very young age uh there's photographic evidence out there just showing that i'm not making this up a man who i've never said an unkind word about uh especially not one that you can find if you search for it on twitter and uh uh, and again, we all need to just, I think everybody who's listening to this podcast needs to just take a moment, even if you're listening to it late, go ahead and tweet at I am Jericho, wish him either a happy birthday or happy belated birthday, and also ask him to unblock me while you're at it, uh, <laughs> but uh, happy birthday, Chris Jericho.
0: I, I'm guessing he hasn't
1: unblocked you. Well, you know what? I haven't checked since this afternoon, so... Uh, hold on one sec. I, honestly, I should have looked. Uh, I don't think that he did. How funny would it be if he did? I am Jericho. Oh, not followed by anyone in your following. You are blocked from following I am Jericho and viewing I am Jericho's posts. Learn more. Boo.
0: Let's see if he's blocked the show because I tweeted things out. No, he didn't block the show, so...
1: Yeah, that doesn't, like, again, like, the show never said anything bad about him. Yeah. I've never said anything bad about him. But yet I get banned. I get blocked for no reason. Just completely
0: random. And that's not fair. That, that I agree. That is not fair. Ah, uh, so but there, there, there is the main event, right?
6: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's one of those things that I just want to mention only because I feel as though I saw so little talk about it today on the timeline. And it is the 26th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob. And
1: nobody celebrates 26-year anniversaries. 25, 30, yeah,
0: you're but stretching even, 26. But even still, like th- when this happened, this was huge. And for a very long time, this was huge. But I feel as though we have squeezed every drop out of whatever the Montreal Screwjob is to this point. And there's really nothing else to kind of go over about it. And I think that's like I'm I'm glad that now unless like we get to the 30th year and everyone's like, all right, let's let's relitigate it again, you know? Yeah. I
1: mean, how many times can you celebrate the anniversary of a big work?
0: Oh, all right. All right.
1: <laughs> hey, that's what Tim and Marcus told me, and I believe them.
0: Well, they're right on some things, but they're wrong on this one. <laughs> uh but there is one moment, and now it's not from the Survivor Series telecast but it did happen 26 years ago on this day in wrestling history all right this is from uh Hitman Heart wrestling with Shadows hey we watched that for
4: when you guys all have a meeting this afternoon and decide the whole thing? Don't give me that shit. Because you guys I
0: knew it. swear to God. You knew it from the very beginning. All of you. I swear to God, I knew nothing about Yeah, well, about swear
4: to God, this. all you want, someday God is going to strike you down. I mean, yeah. I know don't, you're don't upset. Even, but no, I am upset. I
3: had nothing to do with it. I didn't know but anything You, you had about
4: just this. as much to do with it as the rest of them. nothing about it. I'm sure you didn't. I'm sure you did. That really sucks. They'll go back to the hotel and have a big laugh, a few beers, you know. Just a few. Just remember Sunday, Hunter. What goes around comes around.
0: I just want to say some beers and somas. (laughs) Thank you. But I want to play this part again. The hotel and have a big laugh, a few beers, you know. Can't look her in the eye. What a piece of it's shit! Her
1: Sunday Hunter, what goes around comes around. Do you think when uh, he had his
0: heart off yeah, she had? Yeah, well, cap. you don't have
2: anything to say.
0: You nothing about it. I bet you, when Triple H had his heart episode, when his wife left him, when Vince came back and fucked with all the things that he created in NXT, every bad thing that's happened to Triple H in the last twenty-six years. I guarantee you those words rang in his head.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, or he forgot about that entire thing like a week after it happened because it really didn't affect him much. Mm. I mean, he went on to have a career. Think about Bret Hart being gone was probably the best thing to ever happen to Triple H. So, <laughs> it doesn't matter how much Mrs. Hart was all up in his face about it.
0: He he got he got his bag. How's Triple H doing these days? How's things going?
1: Mm, I'm sure he's still getting paid.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I
1: don't know what he's doing. Running NXT with his his wonky eyed friend Sean. You
0: know, I don't think he's doing a lot of running. Saying, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Was the last time he saw his kids. Yeah. Even though yeah, Brett, even though Brett and Julie aren't together anymore, kudos to her for like having the balls to like you know have this happen and to give these guys, like, the riot act, you know? Like, okay, the camera's over on, whatever. And I know people cite, like, well, she calls him Hunter, and that's proof that all this is a work, right? Because she would have called him by his shoot name. And, you know, you and I know as well as anyone, like, I call Mantis Mantis all the time, and, you know, I call, you know people by their gimmick names all the time even though they're my friends and I've known them for years and, and it's just the way it goes sometimes. You just call some people by their gimmick names and sometimes you call them by their shoot names. Just, yeah. yeah. And I will argue like
1: if you had the opportunity of like, hey, screw over your coworker, and we're going to give you a solid 25 years of like unprecedented success and wealth uh, you take that trade. It's not like
0: oh, you're screwing over your best friend, you're screwing over a coworker. Today, maybe, then when wrestling was treated as though it was like real and like people cared, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know, maybe I would have thought about it.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying if, like, you, there's somebody else at the super secret science job, if you're able to, like, maybe screw them over and then it's like, oh, here's millions of dollars over the next 20 years in financial security. You just have to screw over Beth or something like that. Like, it's like, you'd take that deal. I'd take that deal. You'd all take that deal. You're
0: fucking phonies if you see otherwise. Nah. Yeah, you would. Nah, I just, I just how, about I, how about I just do my job above and beyond Beth? And that squeezes her out through no fault of my own. It's like, well, you know, but I then just. then you get nothing. You
1: don't get that, uh, the other half of that agreement where it's just like all the fame and fortune and everything like that. Because maybe don't want, Beth, I Beth don't isn't want, going anywhere unless you, you screw over.
0: I don't want fame and fortune. I want to be left alone. That's <laughs> what about just the fortune life? part? Eh, if people leave me alone, then I don't have to spend any money.
1: Nah. well, listen, what I'm saying is I'll screw somebody over for like a month's worth of fame. <laughs> I'll burn every bridge. I don't care.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Enough about the past. Adam, let's get into what we've watched. I don't know if you've got two weeks worth of stuff to talk about or just one week worth of stuff to talk about, but let's get into it regardless.
5: Uh, I got like a week
1: and a half's worth. My first thing kind of bleeds over into like last week a little bit, but uh, I had been getting a little bit of fatigue with AEW over the last couple of weeks uh and specifically I was a big supporter and fan of all of the Max and Adam Cole stuff and the Roddy and Neck Strong and all that and obviously with Cole being out you know getting his his surgery or whatever um uh, that has died off a little bit but I was still a fan of the fact that MJF had all of these uh, these these challengers on all these fronts. You had Kenny Omega, you had Wardlow, you had Samoa Joe, obviously being one of the most interesting of the bunch. Uh, but The last week when I wasn't here, we had the storyline where he was looking for a partner uh, and he ended up teaming up with the acclaimed. I loved all of that and it's impossible to not love that. But that follows into this week when you had the acclaimed doing the 69 day celebration as champion and you had the video that MJF sent in where he's kind of warming up to Max Caster for taking the bullet for him uh, in the match the previous week. But I loved all that. But then you have Samoa Joe versus Keith Lee for the Ring of Honor TV title in a just an awesome, you know, big men slap and meat match. And afterwards, Samoa Joe cements his desire to go after Max and basically vacates the Ring of Honor TV title, which I didn't see coming, you know, but that just basically continues the storyline of Max is going to have to worry about Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe is probably the biggest threat. Cause like Wardlow's not going to beat him for the title, you know, and love switchblade. He's not going to win Samoa Joe. I can make a case for beating Max, especially if Max is beaten down from actually wrestling so much. And then afterwards you have de- the devil's goons taking out the acclaim and they claimed and they didn't show the devil there, which I thought was smart because it's still kind of, the heels can still point out like, Oh, you sent your goons to beat up the acclaimed. Like if they had showed the devil backstage while Max was in the ring, then the, the storyline would have been, Whoa, well now who's under the mask. We know it's not MGF. You know? So I like the fact that they brought, they're trying to bring it back because they've had a lot of start and stopping of that storyline. So the last two weeks of the Max stuff, I don't care. Back be damned. I'm hooked.
0: Uh, yeah. So I, I thought, Last week's Dynamite was just okay. Again, everything can't be a home run. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought Rampage, after like two weeks of really good Rampages, was just an okay Rampage. And I liked Collision this week, but the thing that I liked about Collision was that it set up a bunch of stuff on Collision to get you to watch Rampage. It set up matches that made sense. It set up like uh, Rampage, or so Rampage sets up the Daniel Garcia MJF thing, Collision sets up Jay White versus Mark Briscoe, sets up Samoan Joe versus uh, Keith Lee, and it just sets up a bunch of stuff, which is how these shows should work, since Phil is gone, and there's no brand split, and I get Dynamite is your A show, and Collision is your B show, and Rampage is your C show, but all of these shows should build to the other, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Like, there was the bit, I guess, on uh, wherever they announced it that even this week on Rampage, they said that we're gonna see Sting, Edge, and Darby in action against Jake Roberts' new faction of Lance Archer and whatever those spooky boys, Vincent and Dutch. Mm-hmm. What's their stupid tag team name?
1: Uh, bargain Basement, Dark Order. I don't right
0: know. or Bargain Basement <laughs> Wyatt Family. Whatever the hell it is. Yeah. But like, we're getting like matches announced that make sense and we're getting things on tv and you know there was a lot of rumors and maybe the dark web and maybe my twitter dms were telling me that there was like a big come to m- jesus meeting and creative at aw this past week and hopefully it sticks and notice i'm not talking about the young bucks angle because it's the same old shit all the time <laughs> and that's the one thing that's the one thing that i always find funny where like people bitch about like the max stuff feels lame like i didn't like max's promo on was it on collision where he talked about like google trends or whatever it was yeah and, and max did a couple duds lately but i feel as though when like max will go out and try something like calling j white tofu or the google trends thing and they'll fail and then he won't go back to them you know right whereas a lesser person maybe will hammer the home and say like, no, I really feel strongly about this. And I'm going (laughs) to, I'll, I'll get it over. (laughs) I'll get it over. And we live in a day and age where like this, it's either over out of the gates or it ain't over. Right. Yeah. And you know, got to give credit for max being in the position that he's in. He's the world champion. He's trying some different stuff where the young bucks are on their, what seventh angle of, you know, we're jealous that our friends are teaming with other people. Mm
6: -hmm.
0: and them saying that they went to change in the broom closet with the extra talent felt like the biggest lie I've ever seen on professional wrestling TV. First of all, the fact that they make uh, the extra talent, which they really don't have much of these days anyway, dressed in a broom closet, feels as though that's an HR violation. (laughs) And I would guess that the Young Bucks probably couldn't pick the uh, extra talent out of a lineup at gunpoint. Um, much like Ric Flair probably couldn't pick out the top names of the roster at gunpoint. But I don't know, like, I, I feel bad when everyone's kind of down on Dynamite, like, because it's been good, you know, and I really like this week, and they're building stuff, and I'm excited for the pay-per-view, and, and I think maybe it's um, having, you know, the, like a full thing to compare it to, I think makes me appreciate more what AEW's full product, full scope of it is, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, there. Like, I agree with you. There are a lot of things that I like when I watch it. Obviously, you got the uh, the, the Moxley OC stuff. Eddie Kingston when he pops on there, uh like the the timeless Tony Storm Sheeta sit down in black and white with uh, Tony Schiavone. You know, that's that's all great stuff. So I'm willing to deal with the crap of Eddie, of the Young Bucks. I think that what the Young Bucks should do. I think somebody needs to talk to Tony and the Bucks and say hey bucks you are the, the biggest tag team in the world the greatest tag team in the world and you you put all these indies on the map you basically created indie tag team wrestling how about for like the next 6 months to a year you go and give back to the indies and just go and do those <laughs> and stay off of television mm. you
0: know well I, I know, if i was an indie i probably wouldn't ask for, i wouldn't ask for what they'd be able to give <laughs> but that's.
4: Well, I mean, they'd
1: be a draw. I'm not saying I oh, want yeah. them like here, but I'm saying just throw them on some Cali indie, you know, and let them do their thing, give back, and mm-hmm. say tell tell Tony that they're scouting for talent,
0: you know. Yeah, how can I miss you if you don't go away forever, sort of
1: thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. What do you got, Joe? Oh, uh, the only other thing I got, Adam, is you know I, I say maybe I'm a little bit higher on AEW this week um, because I watched. In its entirety, this past Saturday afternoon, from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel. Now, I could have just tuned in and watched the one match that I wanted to, but I'm like, we got nothing going on on Saturday. He's got a friend over. They're doing their thing. April's got work. I could just sit here and watch this pay-per-view from beginning to end, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say, and again, premium live event, (laughs) pay-per-view, right? Now, I don't want to say the pay-per-view was bad i also don't want to say the pay-per-view was good but it was just kind of dull It just a full wwe show like that and like maybe it's just because it's the saudi arabia shows and i've never watched a full saudi arabia show i'll just watch the clips of the stuff that i want afterwards or i'll hear about it or whatever it is but like I liked SummerSlam when I watched SummerSlam and the bits and pieces that I saw of, like Fastlane were really good but sitting down and watching a full non-WrestleMania non-Royal Rumble WWF pay-per-view is kind of a slog.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know and I know AEW pay-per-view like is usually like topping out at four hours even five hours if you count zero hour the buy-in whatever the fuck they call it but you're getting, like, exciting matches. You know, there's a lot of different things that you're seeing, and I feel a lot of, like, the WWE in-ring product is same old, same old. Like, at least Logan Paul's a little bit different, but, you know, he's a special attraction. But I, I couldn't tell you the difference between, like, Cody and Damian Priest or Cena versus Solo Sokoa. And like we'll get to the main event when we get to the main event, but it it feels like it's just like, but and that's the thing I can't argue with it because it's working. You know, WWE is hotter than they've been in a long time. Uh, you know, they're 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 really seeing an apex of things. But uh, did you watch the whole show?
1: I did not watch the whole show, but I did turn it on probably about halfway through. I turned it on right before the logan paul ray mysterio match i don't know mm-hmm. what match it was i just caught the end of it and i was just basically turning it on to see if i could happen to luck into getting the main event like starting it like right there because i had no concept of like when the show started or anything like that i just saw something you know people were tweeting out that the show was going on i was like oh maybe i'll catch the main event and i got to see <sighs> logan paul versus ray mysterio and this is when I put in the live wrestling discord for the Name network. I was like, is Logan Paul like really, really good at wrestling? Because I have seen him wrestle and I've seen him do high spots and stuff like that. But this is the first time I ever sat and actually just watched a match and was just like maybe going into it, trying to pick it apart. But in addition to saving Ray Mysterio's fucking life, he wins the U S title. So I've said before, I'm a fan of him as a sports entertainer. Now I'm a fan of him as a wrestler, which is a, a funny thing that I thought I would never say. So after I watched that, I kept the rest of the show on. And I agree with you. Like the high of watching Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio quickly faded. And yeah. I didn't really pay attention to anything. Like I looked up from my phone when Kyrie Sange like, came back, debuted, whatever. Uh, and then I didn't look back up until the main event. And even that, I was like, "Well, I know how this is going to end, so I'm just going to kind of watch the entrances. If there's a big spot where they're showing a replay, I'll, I'll look up. But uh, aside from like just the me being impressed by Logan Paul, like I, I was just, I wouldn't recommend anybody watch the show, you know?
0: Yeah. And we're we're tiptoeing around the elephant in the room here from the show, right?
6: Mm-hmm.
0: And listen. Let me Here, let me just get this out of the way before we do anything else. So, <laughs> I could say this after the fact. I didn't think he was going to win. Of course not. But I had to believe, Adam. Because <laughs> if I believe, then that puts positive energy into the world. Mm -hmm. um so the match is exactly what it was which is every roman reigns match that he's had in the last like two years there's gonna be chin locks there's gonna be long control segments there's gonna be roman trash talking loudly into the match there's gonna be interference Roman's going to spear the guy through the barricade and win. Which I feel has happened. I think somebody pointed out that since he won the title and he's held it for three and a half years or whatever the fuck it is, um, he's defended the title like less than 30 times. And, And I would say... And again, I say less than 30 times, like 26 or 28 or whatever it is. I know it's not 30, it's under 30. And I would say more than half of those were the same exact formula. And listen, everybody back in the 80s loved Ric Flair. Ric Flair's matches had the same formula. And I still love that era of Ric Flair. But you got to see it with more varied opponents. You know, you'd see it with. A Dusty and a Magnum T A and then Nikita Koloff and then every once in a while Rick would just decide to do that match on TV with like Denny Brown or something right just to fuck with people and then he'll decide to do like a B show house show program with like gorgeous Jimmy Valiant uh you know or gorgeous Jimmy Garvin right so stuff like that but you know because you only get a Roman Reigns match a Roman Reigns singles match once every three months. And they don't really change up the formula. You know, listen, I, I don't care because I'm not as invested in WWE as I am in AEW and the Indies and everything else like that. But, you know, when you hold it all up to the light there, you know, maybe what Ric Flair did in 1986 to 1989, you know, having that same formula doesn't work in 2023, but the gates say otherwise... I'm of the mindset of, like, what would have hurt to flip things, but we're at the point now where all the WWE branding stuff is they're getting him past Hulk Hogan's reign, right? I think, like, Roman's at, like, 1,200 and some odd days. Hogan's first reign was, like, 1,400 and some odd days. They have to get him past that now, right?
5: He's never going to touch the...
0: He's never going to touch the Bruno reign. They've already decided to break Bob Backlund's reigns up as just like three separate reigns technically, um, which is really weird. But so Roman's not going to lose the title until he break Hulk Hogan's streak. So that takes a little of the mystery out of things. I know on commentary, they hang their hat on that. Roman didn't kick out of the BFT, right? And that if Jimmy wasn't there to put his foot on the ropes, la Knight would have won and to some people that will mean something and i'm one of those people <laughs> um we'll see what shakes out on smackdown this week we'll see what the positioning for uh la Knight is and i kind of sort of have a feeling what it is um and we'll get there but uh i guess go ahead give me the business
1: I'm not going to give you the business. I'm going to just rather than come down on LA night, I'm just going to give you my t- quick take on Roman reigns. I don't care if he only defends the title like four times a year or whatever it is. I see all the time, all the, the, not like the memes and stuff it's like oh over the course of hogan's career he or his reign he defended it you know 373 times and roman did it 30 times like you said like i don't care that doesn't mean anything to me like if if the product is good then it should be worth waiting for you know like people have done this analogy a bunch and i'm gonna steal it if you're a UFC heavyweight champion, you might defend the belt twice a year, maybe three times a year, four times if some of your fights go quick. So it's, if you want to have the UFC as the owner and you want to kind of be on Fox Sports like previously and, and have this air of legitimacy, that's fine having your champion only wrestle four or five times a year or defend this title. I don't care about that. But where my problem is, is what you said, where it's the same match every single time. And like, If I'm not mistaken, didn't heel Roman Reigns clean as a sheet, smash and stack Bryan Danielson and Edge at the same time at WrestleMania? Like, that was obviously not a by-the-numbers Roman Reigns match. But, like, yeah, that was was two years ago. No, exactly. And it's just over the course of the two years, we went to the point where leading into last year's WrestleMania... Myself and many other people in our circles were like, the bloodline is the greatest story going in professional wrestling. Roman Reigns is the greatest world heavyweight champion, and the greatest sports entertainer maybe ever. Like we're all just losing our mind, just being invested in the storyline. And when how, how far are we removed from that WrestleMania where he didn't fight Sammy Was that April?
0: That was just this past April, correct. Yeah.
1: So uh, again, I, I'm not good at math, but this is six, seven months later. Where it's like, man, I don't I don't want to even watch a Roman match anymore. I just don't care. Because of the fact that every single one of the matches has that format that you described. And like it was, you know, both of the Usos and Sammy. And then we throw in Solo. And then okay, one of the Usos is gone, and now Sammy's gone, but it's still Solo and one of the Usos. But don't worry, Joe. This is gonna build to Uso versus Uso at WrestleMania. I don't care about any of this, you know? (laughs)
0: yeah um and obviously definitely in the minority and i'm with you like i know there are people that are like roman should be defending the title more i don't care right yeah, I don't, no who cares uh, just mix things up like give me a different match every now and then he's got three months in between singles matches think of a different formula
1: yeah put him in there i mean I, i'm not saying to give him a squash match but put him in there with somebody Who he can bury, you know, have like a quick two minute match, not on a pay-per-view, just like, hey, Roman Reigns is going to, you know, he's going to reward us all with a match on SmackDown or whatever and just have him in there and just clean as a sheet, just destroy somebody just to have Heyman be like, this is the champion. You wanted him to have a defense. Here you go. No outside interference. He peep, He beat poor Kira Dissawa or something. I don't know.
0: Or, or something <laughs> like, like do a random episode of like Thanksgiving battle, Royal and Smackdown people or whatever it is. And the winner gets a shot at Roman reigns and it ends up being like Otis. Right. Yeah. And then Roman comes out and he's like, we're doing it now. And just like, like Otis like, is like, all right, well, I got to get in what I can. Bip, bip, bip. Otis hits a couple boot moves, goes for something big, and then Roman just crushes him. And that's it. It's 90 seconds.
1: Yeah. Just to give different. Otis the, a quick chance to, to have the crowd believe, you know, and then, you know, obviously, be, as you said, Roman destroys him, you know. No outside interference. You don't need to bring in Sola Sokoa to have Roman Reigns beat Otis, you know.
0: Right. But, but enough about Roman. Let's talk about, you know, we're talking about the past of WWE and their money making years. Let's talk about the future. Okay. okay. And that's.
1: All right. Twice in the show, huh?
0: Right, uh, yeah, I'll play it one more time when, well, uh, maybe I'll be playing a little bit later on, too. Uh, anyway um so you guys were giving me a hard time saying like oh he's done he's over he'll (laughs) never be able to get whatever right look forward to him
1: in a program with shinsuke in a couple weeks
0: right it feels clear to me and it has felt clear to me since like july that there is an la night logan paul match that's gonna happen somewhere the, the two have rubbed up against each other two times on TV since July. No match, no physicality, no nothing like that. I really feel, whether it be at the Royal Rumble or preferably WrestleMania, we're going to get LA Knight versus Logan Paul for the U.S. title. And that's the belt that LA Knight's going to win.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Which yeah, is I see that. Which is exactly the level that he could and should be at. I mean, I will make the case if
1: you gun to my head and say who are the four biggest WWE like superstars from a like a household name standpoint and from like a kid's knowing who they are and loving them, I would say it's Cody Roman, Logan Paul, and LA Knight, you know? So I can see like that. I think that's still an elevated position. And the Logan Paul match is gonna have the most casual eyes on it than any other WrestleMania
0: match, you know? Right. So, and listen, as much as I love LA Knight, you know, so, okay. Roman, John Cena. Yeah, I don't count Cena. Okay, you don't, I'm telling you. Yeah. Logan, or uh, Roman, John Cena, Logan Paul. I'll give you Sami Zayn because he was so involved in that early um, bloodline stuff.
1: Yeah, but well, like I, I said, I, I feel like people forget very quickly. Okay. And both him and Kevin Owens are a, a shell of as hot as they were six months ago.
0: Right. I don't think Kevin Owens is... Like, Kevin Owens might be in the top ten, but LA Knight is getting there, but I wouldn't have... Like, you put him in the top four, I'd maybe put him, like, five or six. Like, Cody's still too strong. Um, You know, like I said, uh, Cody, Roman, Cena, Logan Paul, i, I put you know, LA night there, or maybe like one other person that's just escaping me right now. That just like, like I would even say like bad bunny is maybe above, like, even though bad bunny just did like the, the pay-per-view that was in Puerto Rico, but like, technically he's still like a WWE superstar, right? Yeah.
1: And I guess by your, our criteria are pretty much the same. And I'm the one that's violating it because I'm like, no, John Cena and bad bunny are part-time people, but like, so is Logan Paul,
0: you know? Right. Logan Paul's been wrestling in WWE for two years, and he's had eight matches, you know? <laughs> it's more than Roman. <laughs> right, it's more than Roman, but again, Roman's technically a part-timer then too, right? But he's also yeah. the champion, and yeah, we could... I gotcha. Um, but I'll say this, I'll I'll shoot my shot. Cody wins the Rumble. Uh, obviously, with the sag after thing being done, they're going to do Cody and Roman at WrestleMania. That's going to where Cody gets to finish the story. LA Knight gets to win the US title. And I think I might have said, I don't know if I remember saying this publicly or privately. Um, I think at WrestleMania, we're going to get, I probably said this publicly, we're going to get Kevin Owens and Pat McAfee. Okay. I don't know how. I don't know why. Call it a hunch. Mark today on the podcast that I said it, that in five months, we're getting that match.
1: Okay. Fair enough. I'll tell you what, Joe. All of your WrestleMania plans might have to be torn up mm-hmm. because, Joe, there's there's somebody else who might, by the time WrestleMania comes along, might be the, the person who wins the Rumble, might be the person who goes on to finish his own story. And that's the story that his dad started way back when. But no, no, Joe, do not compare him to his dad. He's not Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> he is Lexus King, and he is the gift that keeps on giving, Joe. <laughs> I, I recorded NXT and I fast forward I'm like okay I'm just gonna watch the Lexus King thing because it'll be awesome and I'm fast forwarding I'm fast forwarding I'm fast forwarding and I'm like he's not on the show How do you not have your biggest new star on the show? And then at the very end of the show, Carmelo Hayes and his friend uh, were doing a promo in the ring. I don't know who the other guy is. I'm sorry. Trick Uh, Williams. Trick Williams? Okay. Uh, They're doing a thing in the ring talking about something that I don't know about because I don't follow NXT. And then Lexus King comes out. And he's wearing sunglasses, and they're really, really cool. He's wearing a leather jacket and red pants, Joe. The red pants, very stylish. He takes his sunglasses off, and I'm sure you've seen the clip. People have been studying this for its awesomeness for, like, days now. But he struggles to put his sunglasses into his pocket for what feels like a minute and a half. And it was hilarious. And Lexus King is the absolute most must-watch person on NXT. And that's not saying much, but
0: uh, I'm happy I caught it. It was so good. So WWE put that segment up on their YouTube channel twice. They put just the promo and, like, the little beatdown thing that happens. Mm -hmm. And then they put the full thing up, which includes Lexus King's entrance. (laughs) So there's, like, a three-minute version and a seven-minute version. Just in case, I think they're trying to double dip. I really think that this is either... WB, looking at him, say, Pillman, Pillman Jr., I ain't calling him Lexus King, but I just did, looking at Pillman Jr. and saying, this is someone that we can make a star. And if we can make him a star, we could shove it up AEW's ass, because they had this gold, this <laughs> diamond, this mega star in the making, and they let him slip through their fingers, and we're going to show them what a fool they are, right? Yeah. Or, or somebody... Who works in World Wrestling Entertainment now, who was on the roster say 1996, 1997, maybe had a bad experience with Brian Pillman. Listen, Brian Pillman, 1996, 1997, wasn't on his best behavior. Might have been a problem. Might have been drinking. Might have been doing somas. This guy might have been drinking too. Mm-hmm. This guy might have been doing somas as well. But he remembers what a dick Brian Pillman was to him 26, 27 years ago and decided, I'm going to get back at him by fucking his kid up. (laughs) Because even though, and again, allegedly it really could be anyone that I'm talking about. Sure. um, But like, even though this person allegedly found Jesus, I'm sure he's still got a vindictive streak inside of him.
1: I'm sure there's nothing, I mean, I'll I'll never read it, but uh, like, I don't think the Bible has anything in there about spite. Like, I think that's not explicitly forbidden. Like, there isn't thou shalt not have spite. Is there?
0: I don't, I hope not, because then yeah. I'm fucked. I think we're good.
1: I think we're good. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm very happy that I'm sad that he was not on a throne that slid out sideways for the, his entrance, and I'm also sad that he wasn't eating candy and getting shot down by the backstage interviewer, but In lieu of those two things, I think this was a successful third appearance of Lexus King.
0: The thing that I'm most happy that he didn't do this week was wrestle, because that's where he really sucks. As bad as as he is at all these other things, his in-ring is somehow worse than his presence, his aura, his ability to cut a promo, his ability to, you know, like just anything, right? Of all these things that he does poorly... Mm. wrestle is like somehow at the bottom of the list <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no i could see that but uh i look for i'm gonna watch uh, i'm not working myself into a shoot like you were with la Knight. but i'm going to continue to monitor the uh meteoric ascent of the lexus king character throughout the ranks of the wwe
0: good luck with that yeah uh, i have one other quick thing do you have anything else Joe? no i was, I, I was good I'm just the, gonna, the, the la night thing took up a lot of my uh a lot of my thoughts and feelings
1: yeah uh, I, i'm just gonna say for my last thing is hello mariah may welcome aboard aew uh and i i'm very happy to see that i have been uh, a fan of hers obviously you know me watching stardom as much as i do uh and definitely not just because instagram got to know what i like and suggested her to me a couple months ago uh <laughs> But someone in the major group posted, like, the Mariah May is all elite graphic and was just like, who? LOL. And then somebody in the comments said, when you order Tiffany Stratton off of Wish. And I I basically... uh, like apparently when you reach a certain level of success of so the major pod as like you just, your audi- your audience just gets dumber and dumber. And I'm glad that our audience would never be so dumb as to post things like that. I just want to say, but uh, I'm happy to see Mariah may on TV. Looks like she's got the same affinity uh, for Tony storm as I do. Uh, and I'm looking to see where that goes.
0: I only wish we had somebody that could go over in there and harass some respected board members. Oh, in regards to things had, like so,
1: this. If we had somebody that we knew who not only uh I don't want to say followed in my footsteps because he completely he he transcended everything that I tried to do. You know, like I I might have tried to sow some discontent in the major group, but uh-huh. I never was successfully waged war like uh this person that you may or may not mention did. Allegedly yeah, allegedly. Uh, go to the soon-to-be-named, <laughs> soon-to-be-named network Discord to find out uh, uh, what we're talking about. Right. But yeah, I'm happy to see Mariah May there. I Fuck all the people that are like, who? Yeah. Uh, Tiffany Stratton wishes she was Mariah May. Like,
0: I look Tiffany Stratton's not bad, but they're like, two, they're she's, two completely different people.
1: Yeah, they just saw, oh, blonde and blonde, must make comparison, tiny brain overheating. God. Anyways, that's all I got.
0: So, hey, uh, it's been a while, it feels like, just the way that the schedules have worked out, vacations and otherwise. It's my turn to assign homework, right?
1: Yeah, I had to go back and look just to make sure when you sent the email, and I definitely was going to reply. But the last thing that we did was when I assigned Hidden Strikes, so you are on. Yes, so
0: I – we're going to deviate a little bit just because there's been such a break from everything else, and this will light a fire under my ass to get on top of this. But what I'm going to assign to you, Adam, and to our listeners is going to be the recent, uh, because of our guest on the Patreon this month, uh, Scott, who runs Rad Pro Wrestling up in the uh, New England area. Their latest show from October 21st uh, went up on Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium, a.k.a. IWTV. And uh, that's going to be the assignment. Now I know some folks have already watched it because they listened to the Patreon and again, they heard me and Scott talking about it, but now it's officially the homework for this week. If you're not, um, I don't know, I don't think they do the seven day free talk trials, but like, I don't know, go use our promo code, sign up, go watch some stuff, go get caught up on the indies. If you're bitching and complain about AEW, WWE, TNA, MLW, NWA, IWTV will have something for you. Yeah. It,
1: on this show, and I don't know the card, I'm looking forward to watching it, but uh, this show doesn't have Dan Champion as the Milkman, does it? Because then I might have to refuse.
3: Uh,
0: let me look.
1: Because <laughs> that's that's the character I'm most familiar with, and I, I made a solemn oath <laughs> to, never, to never watch uh, Dan the Milkman.
0: So, everybody does, like, these, um, like, everybody does different gimmicks, you know? Yeah. And I, I love that. That's
1: like uh, yeah. I've seen that a couple different times. Like TNA did that with like the the 70s promotion that they did with where Brian was like the stomp guy. And like, yeah, yeah I've, I love uh, like even uh, AIW with the Halloween shows. I love shows that you don't have to know the lore of, you know?
0: Yeah. And um, this uh, no, unfortunately, um, delightful Dan, the goddamn milkman or whatever the fuck his name is there. Is not on this show, sadly.
1: All right, must watch then. We're good. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Yeah, you will know, have the link to it in the show notes and everything else like that. If you're already uh, IWTV subscriber, you just click on the link. Whatever. Um, not a subscriber? Like I said, go sign up. You know. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Looking forward to it, and that'll be for next week. All right. Cool. Next week, yes. And we're back to doing uh, homework on the Patreon. It feels like it's been like a month since we've done one. So. Yeah,
1: it's. Uh, I don't even know why. Okay, yes. I can't. I can't quite put my finger on why there wasn't one.
0: Yeah. Before. And I think edited up, the shows are relatively short, too. I think they're, like, right around two hours, if not, you know, two hours on the nose. So it's not going to eat up a ton of your time either. All right. Cool. All right. Let's get into some phone calls. Let's do it. Uh, Hey, yo. Uh,
6: What's going on? It is Ronald Two Legs from the hit podcast. The card is going to change. Uh, That's right. Calling in uh, with my hour pick. Uh, I won't say mine because John Thorne definitely helped me with this. He knows exactly what this tournament is and uh, what your podcast is. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course. Of course, Thorne knows what ad, ad odds is, Joe. Come on. You guys were on the friggin' live show. You were like one of the first picks. So uh, I digress. Anyways, um, General ne- Neutral Monarch Tournament, our pick. Um, it's going to be a tough one to beat. I think this guy could take it, uh, you know, in any field, uh, any, any year he could win it. Uh, and that is the blue-collar brawler, Ryan Kaplan. Um, jerky salesman slash uh, split-legged salt extraordinaire. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's, uh, that's who's going to win it all. Thank you for including the card who's going to change in this year's selection. Uh, thanks. See you later.
1: I'm just checking the list here of previous people, and I'm actually shocked that I've never had Kaplan on here before. So, all right, all right, he's on there. And you know what? I, I, I we'll get to the, all the pomp and circumstance in a little bit, Joe. We'll oh. play the music in a little bit. But you don't have to do it right now. Oh. But uh, obviously, a lot of people have reached out to me with their picks, and thank you, Pat. I'm sorry. Oh, str- edit that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you, Ronald Two Legs, for uh, for letting us know. Did Pat say something to you about not calling him Pat? No, I'm just like, I'm kafing.
0: Oh. <laughs> anyway.
1: But, all right, cool. Kaplan is the pick for uh, for the card is going to change. I'm writing it down.
0: All right.
3: Uh, Nick Gall? Yeah, sure. Hey, guys. It's Ben Pasco here with the Getting Even with Grappling podcast. I just want to thank you guys for pick someone in the gender neutral <laughs> Modoc tournament. You know, Getting Even with Grappling is a brand new show. I'm really excited. And, you know, I've been thinking about who our pick will be. You know, I got to say, I, I think I figured out this person has been such a big deal over the past year. And I just got to say this. When a man's heart is full of deceit, it burns up, dies, and a dark shadow falls over his soul. From the ashes of a once-great man has risen a curse, a wrong that must be righted. We look to the skies for a vindicator. so to strike fear into the black hearts of the same men who created him. This is thing. That's right. Satnam Singh is my pick (laughs) for this year's gender-neutral monarch tournament. I am aware that there was more to that monologue, but I accidentally forgot to cut it. Fighting an army of shadows or something—I don't remember. Listen to "Get Even with Grappling," available only on Tubi.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm just now getting it. Get even with grappling. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Come on. I was—I wrote it down, and I was just like, "Oh, this is a funny bit," and it took a second. I'm like, "Oh, okay."
0: God damn it. Hey, when I had hair, I was very blonde. <laughs> oh, my God. So is this an, does Ben get an official pick from this?
6: Mm,
1: if he had wowed me with that, he might have. Uh, I mean, he wowed me with the call, and I love the podcast name. Uh, look forward to a cease and desist arriving your way soon. But I don't know if I could put in good conscience satinum singing in this tournament.
0: Oh, come on. All right, well, he's, listen, it's he's too close to Jared on that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> ja- even Jarrett adjacent people,
1: <laughs> yeah, they got the stank of uh, of unbeatability on them, so mm. they can't be in
0: it. You know. But all right, well, awesome. I love th- it. I- Thank you for the call, Ben. This is your is Adam's deal. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, next call, how about that? Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I I did write all that down though, so who knows? <laughs> all right, <laughs>
0: next call.
3: Hello, gentlemen. Kevin here, and I'm good to have you back. Thank you. I hope you're right back in the swing of things for tonight's episode. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So, random, goofy question. Let's see if it gets the discussion going.
0: Who is your favorite? Jeff Jarrett.
3: Least in a group. Who has done the best from being the least? Here's what I mean. Let's think of uh, whatever they're called, a little varsity gimmick there in AEW. Brian Pillman Jr., uh, what the hell is his name, Griff Garrison, Julia Hart. Fuck Julia Hart good. seeming like the least on there, just a little you know, young wrestler, manager, cheerleader thing. She is the m- most successful of the group, I would say. And it's though so Carmella. Carmella does not get brought up with them when mm-hmm. they go on the main roster years later i'd say Carmela's the one that had the best career out of all three so who is your pick for your favorite person or you know even who comes to mind that they are went from the least to the best that's my question for this week gentlemen have a good day talk to you later
1: i always saw the uh the Julia Hart as being like the top of the varsity blondes or whatever they were called. Like I thought <laughs> Griff Garrison and Pillman jr. Were there to elevate her, you know? So like uh, if anything, Griff Garrison, because we know that Brian Pillman jr. Went on to become Alexis King, one of the fastest rising stars of the world wrestling entertainment. So uh, if anything, Griff Garrison was the, uh, the dud <laughs> in that group and he never really amounted to anything. Actually, he's with uh, Maria Kanellis. Isn't he in ring of honor? I don't know. I think so. Um, I have one it, that just immediately sprung to mind, Joe. Um, so, again, following in the, the, the greasy footsteps of Kevin on this one, he mentions Carmella with uh, Big Cass and Enzo. He mentions Julie Hart with the Varsity Blondes. Well, I remember a, a tag team in NXT, Joe, that was the, the the hot next can't miss tag team. Very exciting. They were called Blake and Murphy. And then they were given a valet slash manager, this little diminutive woman who's never really amounted to anything in NXT, actually never That's won true. any belts in NXT, uh, was just kind of a, a mid-carder at best, and went on to become one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time, and that is Alexa Bliss.
0: And oh, I thought you were going to say the greatest, one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time. I
1: did. I did. Okay. One of the most accomplished female wrestlers. Look it up. Tons of world titles. Probably more than your favorite women wrestlers.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: So there, there's a lot of picks, you know, obviously, whether it be an official group or an unofficial group, um, you know, you talk about the four horsewomen that came up from NXT to the main roster, you know, Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, and Becky. And Becky was definitely at the time position as like the fourth of them, even though they were like an unofficial group. But like she was there to be like the one to kind of keep matches and stuff together. She was never supposed to get over to the level that she did, right? That was supposed to be Charlotte and Sasha to a much, you know, to a different extent. Sasha did end up getting over as much. And, you know, I could argue that Charlotte's over, but Charlotte ain't over as Becky is, right?
1: Yeah. It's funny Um, how Charlotte is probably the least, like right now, at least in my eyes, the least important and least over out of those four. Right. You know, Um, and obviously Sasha's not on TV, but like she, if she showed up tomorrow anywhere, she'd be more important than Charlotte.
0: Right, and this one, I'm going to say, is a little bit of a cheat, and it's a little unfair, only because we, and I say we, I mean me and Adam and the listeners of the show, had a little bit more pre-existing knowledge in regards to this. But I go back to the first year of AEW, when the best friends are on TV, and it's Chuck and Trent, and who's this other guy with them?
1: It was like their mute sidekick for the longest time, yeah.
0: Right, and then like... He dresses up in the turkey costume. He dresses up as a Rick and Morty for Halloween. He doesn't have his first match until like almost five months into the company. And like no televised
1: entrances. and
0: Right. And then he's had like two different bought and paid for license themes in the time that he's been there. And I would by far say that he's overshadowed every member of the Best Friends.
1: Yeah, I mean, not, I mean, even, like, you can argue Wheeler Utah was in the best friends, like, adjacent, and, like, now he's much more successful now than he was, and, like, Statlander was best friend adjacent, she's much more successful than she was, but OC by far is in a different level.
0: Yeah, it's
5: a
1: different,
0: all. like, yeah. where he was positioned the first time that he was on TV, yeah. the first three to four months that we, he was on TV, and where he is today, it's not even the same league.
1: Yeah. And, like, Statlander is great. She's amazing. A T- uh, TBS champion. OC is leaps and bounds ahead of her, you know, and, like, and the best friends, sorry to say, Chuck and Trent, what are they, like, a, they're a job tag team, guys. You know, and OC is one of the three biggest names in AEW, you know? Right.
0: So. And I'll say this with Stat, like, Stat came in, kind of position it like a 7.5 or an 8 out of 10. Okay. And she's a 9+. plus.
1: Sure. Sure. So I'm just saying.
0: Up, you yeah. Know.
1: Oh, oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying she didn't, but it, it's fine. Literally everybody that was attached to Chuck and Trent has gone on to far succeed them, you know? Yes. But yeah, OC's the man.
0: So that's my pick there, Kevin. Thank you for the call. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. It's uh, pink button time. All right. Time for Young Ed.
2: Hey, Joan Adam. It's uh, uh So gender neutral monarch time first picked as a solo podcast where I don't have anyone telling me who I can and can't pick I think my laptop's done charging um, so except for like the rules that Adam set I guess those are telling me who I can and can't pick because I would pick Hook again if I could and I would win <laughs> I would win it this time um, but uh, i was having trouble deciding who to pick And I think Joe's right. We're like, I really should just go like an indie route this time. And I said, all right. Well, I'm digging 880, so I'm gonna pick somebody from 880. And so I'm going to the cage match now. And whoever, I'm gonna go to the all time roster, and whoever has the most matches, (laughs) I'm going to pick. And it is. It's Brandon St. James. All right. Bus Punk. Brandon St. James is the higher Buffy pick. For the Gender Neutral Monarch Tournament. Uh hopefully Ryan can explain to Brandon St. James what this is. He's uh, probably gonna get tagged in.
0: I'm, I think that's the end of Thanks it. please
2: let me uh be on the show, <laughs> uh uh Joe. Uh Adam. You can take more Thursdays off if you ever them 'em. Don't let Joe tell you, you can't. I, I can fill in. Uh that was a good time. Uh very high. Uh, Legal Weed in Ohio, we voted in. Yay, I think it counts now, right?
1: Starts now. Right. Okay, bye. Brandon St. James, is that who he said? Correct. Do you know who that is? Because I I, certainly don't.
0: I don't know who it is. Okay. I I thought he was picking the pretty Japanese guy. I thought he was too, but again, he said he's been enjoying 880 uh, lately. That's his Thursday night fix. He wanted to help support those guys, you know, through our show and... You know, yeah. it, I just uh, I'm just like,
1: it feels like he picked this person at random rather than it being his favorite wrestler from 8080 which is entirely possible since he's now for the first time ever allowed to have weed.
0: Right. Right. For the first time ever and first time ever uh, allowed to pick whoever he wants without uh, Ed and Jonas and uh, Brian telling him what to do. You mean, yeah, you said Ed, with
1: Pat, you mean? Yeah. Oh,
0: Pat, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Sorry, sorry two legs, two legs. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so Ed does call back one more time. All right. Maybe he changed his mind, so to, hopefully you wrote that in pencil.
2: <laughs> so hey, fun. Joe and Adam, it's Ed. Uh, one more call, because I can't call and just talk about wrestling. That's boring. Um, so, uh, today on Twitter, uh, I tweeted about basically how chaotic my apartment my life uh, is from... If you, if you just take a step back and look at it and uh, Joe found out that I have um, a piece of art framed in my house that I got uh, commissioned at an anime convention that is Batman uh, puking up a dead giraffe. <laughs> and um, this i was just wondering, you guys, what's the coolest thing you've ever bought at a convention? You can find for sure that. That thing was one of the best ideas I've ever had. Hi, Doyle. Um, I don't know definitely worth $80, I thought, at the time. And looking back on it now, I think that's a pretty pretty good investment. Uh, so, like, what's, what's the dopest thing you've ever, like, bought or got uh, commissioned at a, at a convention? Okay, uh, bye!
1: <laughs> I can't believe that I had never seen that picture until today. Yeah, me neither. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, how? How did that escape our purview with all of the comic book and art talk that Ed, you know, kind of catches like through osmosis in our discussions online i don't know but i don't know like i'm trying to think of like i don't think i've ever i've definitely never bought anything as cool as batman puking up a dead giraffe like i'm i'm a buy toys guy and buy comics and maybe get a picture like a mark photo with somebody here and there like yes i have a mark photo that i got with jeff Jarrett at wizard world 2000 that's pretty darn cool but it's not as cool as buying a, a, a art of batman puking up a giraffe so i don't know
0: I'm not really much uh, an original art guy getting stuff commissioned, but I will say there was one year, this was maybe like 2006 or seven. Um, so Art Balthazar and Franco, who do a ton of things, but I think they really came to prominence doing uh tiny Titans at DC. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what inspired the current iteration that's on Cartoon Network of Teen Titans uh okay. Teen titans go right like not directly but you know kind of sort of like that goofier style a little more you know fun style whatever and they were there and they were doing commissions on the back of like back and board boards for a buck okay so i went up and i put 20 dollars on the table and i'm like i want you to draw all five members of the tiny titans <laughs> i want you to draw like These specific members of the JSA. I need uh, a Green Arrow and Black Canary together, and I had a whole stack of them. And the idea was that we would get them all framed, and they would be up in baby eight like our baby's room. Like it was years before we even were planning kids, but that's what it was. And like for the first couple years of his life, uh, Asa had like that was the decorations in his his room. His you know whatever when it's a baby like the nursery. Nursery, there you go. Um, It was all of those designs. Now, I will say, um, I like both guys. They're really nice guys. I've had interactions with them in person and online. Um, Artie is more of a sloppy artist, and I mean that in the nicest way possible, where, like, Franco is going to spend, like, 10, 20 minutes on one. And I do have a um, Yellow Lantern Sinestro that Franco did that's, like, beautiful. I love it. And then he also did a proto-man from Mega Man for Asa the year that we went, whatever year it was. So those are the guys that I like. Anything else? Like, I have never gotten a commission. I'll go and I'll meet an artist or a writer. I'll shake their hand. I'll tell them I like their work. I'll buy something that they already have on their table, and I'll get a marked picture with them. But I haven't been to a convention in forever, and I miss it.
1: Yeah, like... You'll never guess, but there's somebody that you may know who, who enabled me into buying a lot of original art and, uh, like I'll buy like comic art that was used in books, but I'm not like, a uh, here, give me a sketch type of person. Like yeah. something, um, I'm trying to think like literally the only things I own that were got at a con and like weren't used in a book type of thing is like much like you, I have on a, a, a board, I have like a a head of Savage Dragon from Eric Larson that I got. I have a head of Shadowhawk with Mark Silvestri. Is that his character, Shadowhawk? Uh, uh, Jim Valentino with Shadowhawk. Yeah, Jim Valentino. I'm sorry. So, yeah, it's Jim Valentino, Shadowhawk. Um, I have those. And then I didn't go to the con, but I think it was Baltimore a couple years ago. Todd got me a full-color head sketch of Asriel uh, from Barry Kitson. And uh, as much as as you hate Asriel, like Barry Kitson's art is amazing. Yep. Love Barry Kitson. Yeah, it's a a decent size like headshot, maybe the top of the shoulders, So kind of like a bust. Um, So while I did not get it, it was gotten for me and without me like asking for it, you know, it's like Todd came back and he's like, here, I got this for you. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And it was from a con technically. So I'm going to count that, you know, I agree. All right. Well, Ed brought up a good point. Obviously, uh world famous new podcast, Get Even with Grappling. Uh, Ben Pasco brought up a good point. And obviously, the card is going to change. Ah, oh, credit Thorne for, for working long and hard thinking up that pick of Kaplan. But all of these people, Joe, are making their selections for.
4: Neutral Monarch of At
2: Wrestling!
1: That's right, shout out, I'm gonna say this right at the beginning, shout out to friend of the show, Derek, for making the Gender Neutral Monarch 5 logo. Uh, home run, and very timely home run of doing the, the Grand Theft Auto 5 logo. I fucking love that. I might put that on a t-shirt. So that's, that's uh, I love that a lot. But As you heard, those are the nominations that came from The Card is Going to Change, Ryan Kaplan and Hayabusi, Brandon St. James. But, Joe, I have been in contact with many other podcasts, friends of ours, who have reached out and have given me their selections for the fifth annual Gender Neutral Monarch of At-Odds Wrestling Tournaments. So, Joe, Chicken Salad Podcast has nominated their champion, Jeff Cannonball. I'm shocked
0: Jeff hasn't been on uh, the thing uh, before.
1: He has not. I'm looking at the list. It goes right from Jamaica Joe and Jeff Jarrett to Jerry from IWTV and then on. So he's not on there. So, yes, uh, Jeff Cannonball making his, uh, his debut in the tournaments. All right. Hit my music. DeWiki has selected... Oh. No,
0: I don't have music to play right now. I was going to say, like, <laughs> oh shit, is, I did, did I, was I supposed to have something queued up? Oh no. No, no, no. Uh, DeWiki has
1: selected, speak of the devil, we just talked about her, Chris Statlander.
0: Oh, again, another one. I know I looked over the list, but I'm shocked that uh, she wasn't on there.
1: Yep. I mean, again, there's a lot of people that, you know, that you look at this list and they're like, oh, of course they're on here, you know, but they can't have everybody on every tournament. So, uh, next up. TNM shows Tim and Marcus they assure me that this is a real person Joe I have not looked to vet it they have told me that this person wrestles on NXT they are called Kalani Jordan
0: did you google this person I did not so if this is bad
1: then blame Tim and Marcus <laughs> no I, I think I looked, uh, looked her up on Twitter and she does like have a thing
0: so, yeah, let's see. I'm looking let's... up for instant Graham right now.
1: Okay, I've seen her before.
0: Oh, all right, respectfully. Hmm.
1: All right, all right, got,
0: got a, a... This, this is one. an important picture for you to see as well, just so you know.
1: A uh, little old, but... <laughs> all right, so, next up, we need wrestling. Brett and DJ, just... Embracing the spirit of this tournament. You know, this tournament is designed obviously to, to find a young upstart and maybe give them that eye at odds bump, you know, give them that next nudge to push them up another level in their career, like much like we did with Orange Cassidy and Danhausen and Avery Good and the Boar. But Brett and DJ have selected
0: Sting! A good pick. Yeah, it is a good pick. Uh, a good pick. Uh, Sting was on my short list. All right, and this this is why I wanted to go last because I wanted like other people who are not directly involved with the show to have picks, right? Absolutely.
1: Uh, and lastly, IW Guide Jay Gold has reached out to me to inform me that their selection is Alec Price.
0: Okay, so oh,
1: big name there. All right, Joe, I'm going to say this before you go any further. All right. I, as you've said many, many, many times, whenever you're like, oh, that's Adam's thing. Don't bother me. Bother Adam. He's in charge of this. He's in charge. Don't bring this on me. So you've said many, many times that this is my thing and I am the final say. So go ahead, Joe. Try to figure out a way to weasel your pick onto here. And then I'll just tell you that he won't be on here. So go ahead. The floor is yours.
0: Okay. So. Obviously, Adam has, uh, in the past, purposely tried to um, weigh things against his friends, Uh, you know, for the better part of the last four years. He purposely screwed with the boar until (laughs) just the sheer uh, handsomeness, height, size, everything that the boar has, was able to jam his way and win the tournament after the fourth attempt. Um, Adam uh, colluded. With um, a much bigger personality in the podcasting and internet space than he. Purposely to screw me out of things last year. where I just it's come incredible. and I'm looking to have fun. I want to put fun people in the tournament and see what happens, right? Um, and then... <laughs> what? No, I'm
1: sorry. I thought I muted. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. So then... Even before this gets announced, the, the, literally, the, the right alongside, the 1A <laughs> announcement that was that the gender-neutral moniker of At Ours is back, and then 1B was Joe can't pick his favorite WWE superstar, who's never been in this before, because Adam knows if this person is going to be in there, he would win. Am I right? No. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> obviously everyone reaches out to me adam's a bum for doing this why is he doing this to you Lies. you could you could okay <laughs> you could get around it you could pick him as eli drake and adam says "Nah, i say <laughs> but no no i'm respecting the rules people come to me oh he you could go by his shoot name because he wrestled under it you could go by sean ricker and i'm like no 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 i listen Then I have people come to me, hey, when he started out in HWA, he wrestled under the name Deuce. You could sneak him in that way. All these ways of people sneaking things in, right? And I say, no. Adam gives me this thing. He specifically says I can't pick LA Knight. I'm not going to pick LA Knight. So I look at the list. Adam puts the list up of people that have been in the tournaments before. You got to bear in mind, this tournament is the fifth year of the tournament. I don't remember what I did four days ago, let alone four years ago. And I'm looking at the list. And there's a couple names I'm like, I don't remember them being in the tournament. I don't remember them being in the tournament. I don't remember that person being in the tournament. And I look them up, and I'm like, okay. I get my, my memory refreshed with, like, Heavy Metal Mario, and you mentioned Jamaica <laughs> Joe, and all these people, right? Yeah. There's one name that's sticking out to me, and I'm like, I don't remember them being in the tournament. Is Adam wrong? So, Adam... Inspired by someone whose career 25 years on we have been following this year. This past week, I took a trip to the Library of Congress. <laughs> I went to the soon to be named network legal wing. And I have, listen, I have legal representation on retainer. Now I don 't have Vince the evil lawyer i 'm not paying a thirty five Vig to legal zoom every month so I could say that I have a lawyer. but I had someone look over and I think i 'm going to let them announce my pick.:
5: <laughs> Hello, this is a message for Mr. Adam Van. I believe it is. Uh- <laughs> Sounds like an alias, but uh, regardless, my name is Terry Skittles Esquire, Attorney of Law. A uh, matter's been brought to my attention, and my services have been retained by one Mr. Joseph Sposto. It's another weird name that sounds fake. This is in regards to the gender-neutral monarch of At Odds Tournament. One uh, Mr. Sposto has asked me to investigate the legalities of his selection of one William Jason or J. Christian Rizzo, a fake wrestler who appears on children's programming. Uh, Mr. Sposto advised my paralegal Wanda that the terms of the gender-neutral monarch of at-odds tournament, which, if I may speak candidly, is a dumb name, uh, dictate that the same fake wrestler cannot appear in the same fake tournament for a fake podcast twice. I would like to inform Mr. Van that the selection of Christian was picked from a now-defunct program on the now-defunct WWE Network titled The Edge and Christian Show that Totally Reeks of Awesomeness, which is not something an adult man should know the name of. Notwithstanding, the character of Christian on this program was played by the aforementioned Jay Rizzo. However, the copyrights and intellectual property of that character are Sole property of World Wrestling Entertainment, 707 Washington Boulevard, Stanford, Connecticut, 06901. And any other depictions of a children's entertainer named Christian, whether performed or not by one Mr. Jay Rizzo, are wholly separate and legally distinct, thereby qualifying them for whatever dumb fake tournament thing it is you're doing. (laughs) I hope I have clarified this matter to your satisfaction, and we'll be drafting a legal letter in regards to the exclusion of hit leftist insider wrestling podcast, the Stink Sheet, on the basis of racial discrimination to be. Hereby delivered via registered mail Thank you and have a nice evening
0: So (laughs) My pick Is Christian Cage (laughs) Because As Terry Skittles Esquire pointed out You excluded Christian and Edge From the list But they weren't on the list Their show was on the list So that's my loophole And I'm picking Christian
1: God damn it. I got lawyered. I got lawyered there, didn't I? And, I, I, uh, you can't, know, I can't argue that because I do not have, first of all, I, I, I even if I was able to hire a lawyer, I can't hire one who can compete with Terry Skittles.
0: <laughs> I want to say a uh, friend of the show, listening to the show, Stefani helped me out with this one. Uh, sh- she reached out to me. She's the one who suggested Christian. Uh-huh. And then when you put up the list um, and I saw that he was on there and I'm like, fuck, And uh, she was like, "Ah, don't worry about it. So then I'm like, I don't remember Christian being on there. So I went and I looked it up. And when I saw that they were on there as part of the show... Yeah, I mean, technically... I, I gotta agree i
1: mean i you shouldn't have paid all of that legal fees because if you had just asked me technically christian the wrestler was right. never on there uh a tv show and an, right. an inanimate object was in the tournament that was back when we went really fast and loose in the first mm-hmm. year uh so yeah i mean i'm not gonna fight it christian cage uh if, if he's your entrant, uh he's in, there. He's, in again, there
0: he's 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 my entrant He's coming off. We're looking at his his last 12 months as performance. You want to look at his body of work? You could look at his body of work, and Adam's going to be like, I'm the one who controls the brackets. I could put him against whoever I want. And Adam, Christian has something to say to whoever you put him against in the first round, whoever he takes on in the second round, and whoever he takes on in the finals. Go fuck
5: yourself.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Again, I I can't argue with any of this. Uh, Christian Cage is in the tournament, and God help anybody he's up against. I mean, you, you might have just won this thing, Joe, and I I can't uh I can't argue with it. You know, you you thought I was gonna be mad, but like, I got nothing. I got nothing for this. I'm just gonna, Derek, you're listening. Just go ahead and make the graphic. Put him up there with Orange Cassidy, Avery, thank you, and Dan House and the Boar. Uh, but yeah, all right. So, obviously, that is half of the field. Once again, Jeff Cannonball, Chris Statlander, Alec Price, Ryan Kaplan, Kalani Jordan, Sting, Brandon St. James, and Christian Cage. Next week, I will announce the remaining eight people, the final eight people, as well as the brackets, and voting will begin the next day. So, we this is a thank you to everybody who submitted their picks Even you, Joe. Uh, Again, I do not want to get uh, in the sights of your legal counsel ever again. Uh, I do not have the money for that. Uh, He would drain me dry. But, uh, yeah, so next week we will have the final eight competitors and the brackets. So uh, I can still be bribed if anybody wants to slide into my DMs with a suggestion. But I do have – I want to say I have six concrete people and then I have, like, four four people that I have to fit down to the final two, you know, so we're, we're going to figure that out, but that'll be all announced next week. Cool. All right. But, uh cool. I love that. And uh, thank you. Uh, what do they call them uh, when they're a lawyer? Uh, thank you. Lawyer skittles.
0: <laughs> listen, I was going to, I was going to come in here and say, listen, you come on here and you talk about your legal representation, you know, the greatest professional wrestling lawyer, smart Mark Sterling. You got 21. I'm coming to the table with 22. You want to play blackjack? My lawyer's probably got one of those two. And thank you very much for Terry Skittles for taking time out of your busy day of going to get a vape and dinner to record that for me.
1: <laughs> counselor is the word I was like, counselor, counselor. Yes, thank skills.
0: you, counselor. And his and uh, and his um his secretary Wanda. I think that's the first time we've heard her mentioned. Oh, so. got to put her on the spreadsheet. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah uh Can so we start using dagathor i heard he fell into no. public
3: domain
0: no no, <laughs> no. Uh, i'm kidding i'm kidding it's a one-time bit um like i said it was let's just say it was cleared by all parties involved right yeah all right <laughs> um so let's get into the plugs you know we mentioned jerry's uh internet wrestling emporium you know we got the promo code at odds go sign up if you're a new subscriber we get a little bit of a kickback um you know we talked about the um matt tremont cruel thing that aired last week on halloween ed and i discussed that again if that's your thing check it out they're trying to do something a little bit different with these characters um i know ed said it really wasn't his thing and i got an earful from jerry because he listened to the podcast but not in a negative way but just kind of um they were on a really tight timetable with everything involved um, you know, and obviously if you see the show image this week, you know, you see what the next steps in that storyline are. Um, nothing's been announced yet, but we are approximately, if I do my gazintas, like seven weeks away from the next LVAC show. So I'm sure announcements of talent and matches and so forth are gonna be rolling out any day now. Um T Public is pretty much on sale for almost the entire month of November from today until the end of the month um from now until the 19th it's 35% off everything Mm -hmm. and any of the add odds designs that are up there any of the soon-to-be-named network designs that are up there long box heroes designs that are up there final wrestling place designs up there the terry lies shirts and the terry still lies shirts you can get those through t public 35% off from now until the 19th um and is there anything oh the pigskin pickums again i'm not wearing it right now but i do have to doff my john cena cap to adam um i have slipped to sixth place and adam is currently in fourth place and again halfway through the season i'm sure adam's doing a lot of readjusting of his picks and looking at (laughs) waiver lines and doing a lot of work but again i did about 20 minutes of work three months ago and I never have to think about it again. So who's the real player? Can I tell
1: you something? So uh obviously I've mentioned before that the thing that's bit me in the ass is I'll set like whenever like Tuesday comes along and the previous week is over, I'll sit down and I'll I'll go through and I'll do the pre the next week's picks. You know? And then like in the minutes leading up to kickoff I'll look again and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna change this. I'm gonna change this. I'm gonna change this. And nine times out of ten, I'm wrong. You know, and I'm like, if I had only just left it be, I would have been like better off. Right. During the the games this past Sunday, I thought to myself, I'm like, oh, god damn it, I got that one wrong, I got that one wrong, I got that one wrong. I thought I had a terrible week. And I said to myself, I was like, you know what, Adam? You don't care about the pigskin pick'em. The pigskin pick'em doesn't matter. All you care about is fantasy football. So don't worry about like the fact that you tanked the week. And I made it a point to not even look at the stuff. Like I avoided the rankings. And then today, when I was going, I was like, "Oh, let me make sure that I have the like whoever picked for the Thursday night game." I was like, "Like, all right, let's peel the bandaid off. Let's see how many spots I fell." <laughs> You know, let's see how many if I'm like nine spots behind Joe and I swear to God I thought I had a horrible week. So either I tinkered for good this week or I tinkered like or whatever it didn't it didn't burn me as bad as I thought it was going to.
0: Do I need to have Todd tag you in the reminder every Thursday so that you do go and tinker and fail?
1: I'm going to figure out a way to fail one way or another at some point, but I think that it was just very unexpected that I got ahead of you this week. But you know, Joe, what wasn't unexpected uh is the fact that i am now eight and one in the soon-to-be-named network fantasy football league i've clinched a playoff spot only person in the league uh that not only has a winning record but like everybody else is like 500 or below uh so as i mentioned on twitter i am just going to rest my players this week um i'm going to let the 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 secondary players like the backups play you know just going to give two legs a little bit of a of a, a a reprieve from the beatdown I would have given them. So I've got this thing locked up. Everybody else is just competing for second.
0: Okay. Just saying. <laughs> All right. We'll see how that goes. I mean, hold on. See, I, you know what? You're going to be like, I'm going to pull it up right now. Hold uh, on. I'm just second. saying season ain't over yet, right? Well, again, I, I'm
1: going to end up first place. I'm going to have the buy. Everybody's going to be fighting in the first week of the playoffs. So I'll be just kicking my feet up. Uh, let's see. Hold on. That's, that is the trade between Mr. Tim and Marcus. A little bit of collusion there. Uh, I am eight and one. The next closest team is the aforementioned Marcus at five and four, the, five and four. That's barely over 500. That's like Cleveland Browns territory. I got this. Okay. The only see, person who ever beat me was the guy who took a kicker. Number one overall. And that was a fluke, right? You erase so- that
0: one loss and I'm undefeated. I'm not that's not how that works what <laughs> <I'm just> you saying <laughs> season ain't over yet
1: can i just mention the very first time i played fantasy football and this is like 2005 or something like that i lost in week one and then i di- i went on a winning streak and i was like at at like the midway point in the season i was like nine and one and the guy who beat me Every single week after he beat me in the message board of the Fantasy Football League, I was making fun of his team. You know, just just a gentle ribbing. You know, I would just be like, oh, you started this guy. What would you do that for? Blah, blah, blah. And he quit the league midseason. And obviously the, the people that were playing against this guy in the subsequent weeks were getting like – okay, this guy didn't set a lineup. So they're just getting automatic wins. So I politicked that if they're getting automatic wins from like week eight and on, then technically we should vacate all of his wins and the commissioner agreed (sighs) with me. And I ended up going undefeated (laughs) because we erased that loss. And then I lost in the championship game, but we don't, that doesn't matter. The fact is I bullied somebody out of a fantasy football league. (laughs)
0: And then you don't see the irony of you being bullied in a popular Facebook group for a popular toy podcast?
1: Hey, listen, we attract what we love, right?
0: All right. Fair
1: enough. Uh, You know what also is fair, Joe? These podcasts. And those podcasts are Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, We Need Wrestling, Porch Talk, Viewer's Choice, Indie Wrestling Guide, Wings on Wings, Hayobusi, The Stink Sheet, Chicken Salad Pod, Final Wrestling Place.
4: I need anabolic steroids from this doctor right now. (laughs) Anabolic steroids (laughs) is a logical next step. Steroids are awesome. I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) I agree.
1: (sighs) All right. Let's start
4: the show. All right.
2: Some might
1: cost a little. Some might cost a lot. But I'm the $100 Vansky. And your figures will be bought.
0: <laughs>
1: Joe, this is two weeks worth of purchases. Like, how long have we been recording? We might go another hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you do what you got to do
1: no no I, I do have a bunch of stuff but i'm going to be relatively quick for most of it i'm gonna do a couple i assume you've bought something hopefully over the last two weeks eh, sure all right cool all right so very quickly i bought the legends terry funk figure that like everybody was panicking that like oh my god targets are gonna get like one shipment and then they're gonna go away and they're not gonna be online and they're gonna be the most rare thing on the planet but anyways i got one and like i was like well i got mine i'm happy and then they went up online and like anybody can get one that they want one stores are getting replenishments but whatever i got a a legends terry funk now with knee pads so happy for that and i pre-ordered the timeless tony storm black and white micro brawler you know, I needed that. And lastly, before I throw it over to you, uh, I feel like this is partially your fault and right. partially DJ's fault. But for Halloween, Funko had mystery boxes that had, like, various Funkos in there, and they were all numbered. And one of the Funkos was a one of 4,000 Freddy Funko as Soundwave Funko Pop. And, you know, Freddy Funko is, like, their mascot, like, whatever looks like Bob's Burger Big what Bob's big boy burger guy kind of looks like that. But anyways, it's his head on Soundwave's body. And you guys said that I technically need it. I didn't think so. Uh, so uh, when they foreclose on my house, just remember, this is your fault. And uh, I bought that on eBay and I, think I didn't pay too much for it.
0: Uh, so the um, oh, you know what? I did have a purchase, but I'll, I'll throw this in here in between your stuff. A friend of the show, uh, your favorite independent wrestling uh, commentator, Kevin Ford. Oh. uh, Sent me a box of Lucy's, uh, you know, WWE, um, you know, elites and whatever basics uh, to give to my little nephew. And he threw some stuff in there for me, including uh, the Shane Douglas Triple Threat Micro Brawler. Okay. And the WCW... Uh, Nitro Street Rods, um, you know, would just be like a matchbox car with like a little like, mock up of like your favorite WCW superstar. Uh, he sent me the one with Raven. Um, okay. I-, I had back in the day a Crow Sting one of those. Right. And it still has the uh, orange KB dollar uh, best value sticker on it. So that's uh, awesome. Yes. Thank you very much, uh, Kevin, for those. I'm still debating whether or not. Um, I'm going to keep or give to my five-year-old nephew the uh, Lucy Classic Superstars uh, Brucie.
1: I'm going to keep checking my mailbox every day. I'm sure my uh, care package from Kevin will be here any second.
0: Well, do you have a five-year-old nephew who's super into professional wrestling? Mm, sure. <laughs> uh, and I'll throw this out here this weekend. Um, big VCW show in the Virginia, D.C. area. The only VCW that made money. Um, I know our good friend the Boar is wrestling on it. I know Erica Lee is wrestling on it. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, it's Yuta versus Logan, right? Yuta versus Logan. Uh, Easton Laro in his last match, and I know Kevin is getting a chance to c- do commentary for it yeah. as well. Uh, they don't typically stream stuff. I know they'll put stuff up on YouTube after the fact. Uh, but if you are in that area, definitely go check that out. Uh, Logan is one of the best dudes in the world. Um, And again, sad to see him retiring, but it is what it is. Um, Nyla Rose is also on the show as well. Uh, Maybe more on her later. Okay. Uh, What did you buy, Joe? Okay, so um, we goof and we kid and we needle and we rib. But the uh, major uh, wrestling figure podcast, Holiday Toy Drive, uh, started this week. Um, you know, you can, um, send stuff into a P.O. box, you can go to the live show, the podcast recording that they're doing on the 4th of December, or you can make a order through Ringside, use, uh, the Toy Drive address as your shipping address, and it'll kick in free shipping, use the code major for 10%. I donate it every year. I'm a fan of what the boys do as much as we needle. Kind of a little bit of the inspiration for this show as well, of course. Um, and I usually drop about like 30 bucks worth of figures, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I did pick up a couple other stuff for myself because the bowling alley where my kid bowls every week, they have the toy drive box there as well. And I want to throw some stuff in there. But one of the things to keep your eyes peeled for on Ringside's site is... An unleashed seven Nyla Rose, like not damaged packaging, just straight up is four bucks. Okay. So again, it's not like the toy that you're given is going to all one kid. You want to go drop a bunch of money, and then when they read the list this week and Nyla Rose is the number one selling figure <laughs> because the toy drive, you know, that's that's, that's the rip, right? Yeah.
1: No, that's funny.
0: Ah, uh, so that was my real only real purchase. You know, the the donation to them. I do it every year. You know, it's a good cause. You know, I I support the boys and what they do. I kid because I love.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, we should go to the the live recording. When's uh, tw- what December
0: fourth? What day is that? I'm looking at a calendar now. That's a Monday.
1: Yeah, we should go. Let's. let's... I'll, I'll cover your five figures. I have so many figures that I just want to get rid of that I'd be happy to donate. <laughs>
0: We'll talk, pal. How about that?
1: All right, we'll figure it out. All right, anything else before I uh, I finish up? No, that's all I got, man. All right, so speaking of major wrestling figure podcast, <sighs> the rest of my purchases are exclusively major pod adjacent, <clears throat> and I purchased. Now this is going to be hard to believe, Joe, because everybody knows I'm not a major bendy guy. But I bought the merch table exclusive bendies of SmartMark, Broski and Myers. And this wasn't a simple thing of just go on major pod merch and just buy them, because obviously they're all selling them through their own means. And uh, like Smart Mark's doing it through his big cartel, Broski's doing it through whatnot, Myers is doing it through his website and whatnot. Like it, it's a whatever, it's all over the place. But I'm like, I need them, and I'd prefer to not get them autographed because I don't care about autographs. I just want them as cheap as possible. Um, So, uh, Joe, I'm going to ask you this question. One of the three drastically undervalues their major bendy. One of the three has a fair price, and one of the three drastically overprices their bendy. Do you want to take a guess? I don't think you could predict who's who out of that scenario. Who's the one who, who undervalues their stuff, overvalues it. I don't know if you want to take a shot. I would say broski overvalues
0: his (gasps) stuff. What? Yeah. And Brian, uh, probably has a more fair price than anything else.
1: Yeah. And smart Mark is by far the, the, the cheapest when he shouldn't be, you know, like, uh, so I, I did buy all three. I, I feel like, uh, the I forget. I think the Smart Mark is signed and the Broski is signed. Just because I couldn't get them not signed. Um, but Broski th- uh, makes you buy the card. The free card that comes with every major event. And he makes you buy the
0: card separately. <sighs> Always hustling, I guess, right? That's what we say? Yeah. yeah. So I got those but I did decide this
1: isn't a weekly purchase. This is more of a weekly purchases. Um I am. I started going through my Bendy's and I sold last week a bunch of the Danhausens. Um, I'm going to sell my little Johnny Gargano's. I have my Chelsea up on eBay. Um, I'm pretty much just going to keep the the three Pod guys, uh, maybe my Brian Pillman and my Raven, and like that's it. And I'm just gonna. That's all I'm gonna have. You know. All right. I just, it, I, I, I mentioned this on the, the Shawnee interview podcast. Like, why do I need a rubber guy if I can get, like, a real figure of the person? And that's yeah. why I didn't order, like, the Andre or the Macho Man or any of that stuff. And, yes, I can get, like, a real figure of Broski and Hawkins. But, like, I don't know. I got, I got to set some rules. Yes, you do. Speaking of violating rules, Joe, the last thing I bought, and this is a situation of striking while the iron is hot. And who could forget quite possibly the greatest hardcore death match of indie wrestling happening just over two and a half years ago or whatever, two years ago. Uh, And that is Matt Cardona, the Deathmatch King versus Nick Gage. Uh, Quite possibly Nick Gage is the only good match in his career. Uh, Mm. Zombie Sailor announces that he is going to put up for pre-order the Broski Nick Gage 2-pack. They show off the the, the renders or whatever, the pictures of it, and announce that it's going to go on sale Thursday today at 9 p.m. And then Ringside is like, oh, wait, we'd like to get some of that money as well. And we've been dragging our feet on a two-pack. So we're going to put ours up for pre-order just so that we can try to undercut the uh, zombie sailor money, whatever. So Ringside a couple days ago puts up two different two-packs, a bloody and a non-bloody. Uh, those go up for pre-order, I don't know, Tuesday, whatever, and then as we started our recording for people in the MajorPod Facebook group, Zombie put up a pre-sale password uh, for his, and uh, yeah, I might have bought all of them, and I really, I really feel dirty, and I hate it. <laughs> Like I I instantly after I bought the ringside ones, I was like, these figures fucking blow. And like if I'm going to hate a purchase, like I'm going to hate myself for buying the zombie figures because like zombies, a he is what he is. Uh, like at least at the end of the day, like six to ten months later, I'm going to get like a nice product in my hand. But I'm like, oh, man, these rings ringside figures look like shit. Did you just say six to eight months later is off a zombie purchase? Well, he claims that they'll, he, they're they going to be in hand in like a month. So uh-huh. I'm just adding like oh, okay, five okay. to seven months to that date, you know? Gotcha. Still, still waiting on an update for that Gargano I bought last December anyways. <laughs> you know, But uh, I obviously, I've said this before, I went to that show. Say what you want about Broski. But I came out of that show being like, Fucking A, this was the best thing ever. I almost spent a thousand bucks on the goddamn boots. So like the fact that like I spent a you know a couple hundred bucks on some broski gauge figures today and over this past week, I feel like I got off light in that situation. Uh it just sucks that like these are like so many years later. Like the these These toy companies, like, oh, zombies, like, I spent over $100,000 in development on this two-pack. Well, that's that's smart. But these ringside figures look so bad. I I am almost tempted. If it wasn't for the fact that I went to this show and I loved it so much and I was so pumped that I was there live, like, I feel like I need to be a completist for these three figures. But, like, I'm kind of tempted to just email ringside and be like, can you cancel these? And they will. But like I, I am gonna keep them, but I feel dirty about it.
0: I I think you really only need the zombie ones. Um, I I I. So I I remember people saying the ringside ones looked bad. And I thought they just looked fine. They didn't look terrible. The zombie ones, like the most recent pictures that he put up this week, they did look really nice. I know a lot of the early prototypes of the zombie ones didn't look great. They look like.
1: Oops, sorry. I, what the hell are you doing i opened up a, tw- uh, a a thing from tim in the discord and a played audio of dusty roads immediately
0: <laughs> oh don't do that Go all on. right um so i don't know again it's what do they call it it's a it's a flashback figure because it's been so long since the defining, Cass- mo- defining moments defining <laughs> moments that's what it is um I don't know, man, like I said, I I get it, and like I said, we give, well, I give Broski a hard time, but I get being there, I get, like, the moment, I get, like, this is, like, the thing that turned Broski's career around and, like, gave him, like, a third lease on life, not that he was doing bad in the first place, but it was just, like, the woo-woo guy thing, the initial release, and then this, it was, like, these three levels, these three waves that he's been riding, uh, pun intended, for the last like 12 plus years, you know, kudos to him. He's just not my guy.
6: Yeah.
1: No, I, I, that's fine. And I get that. And I get that like 90% of the people listening to this are going to be like, fucking, you just wasted that money. And I did waste the money. But again, like I, I said this before, I've gone to LVAC shows that I love. I've gone to AIW shows that I absolutely love. That stupid GCW homecoming show, like that's probably gonna be my favorite indie show I've ever been to just because of the the spectacle and the shock and the ramifications of the indie wrestling world over the like the next year or so. Like it's just I love that event. And like I love the fact that like even like Brett and DJ, who are not broski fans, they went to it and I I uh, I challenged them to say that they did not leave at least that night as Cardona fans. It might've wore off the next day, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But like they left there very impressed by what we watched. So my buddy Dave who went, who's not even really a wrestling fan. He just went to go. Like he fucking loved it. So I'm like, all right, if I spend a couple hundred bucks on some figs, whatever, you know?
0: Right. And uh, just to kind of end around to what we had mentioned before, uh, you know, I had teased Logan online that he's not really retiring, that this is just his uh, Virginia retirement, right? <laughs> yeah. And the show is being advertised as his farewell and his final match and everything else like that. And then I'm looking at his social media. So this that matches this weekend on the 11th. And then I see uh, he's wrestling for a company called Fight, Bro- Fight Pro in New Jersey on July 19th. Now, that's not being advertised as his New Jersey retirement. But there's still time for it to be advertised as his New Jersey retirement. He's going to do a retirement tour in every state like Terry Funk did. Like, no, this wasn't my real retirement. It's just my Japan retirement. No, 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 it wasn't my Japan retirement. It was my all Japan retirement. No, 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 this wasn't my retirement. This is just my Amarillo retirement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But again, <laughs> uh, I, I kid because I love. It was just. It's just funny that when he first announced it, I'm like, Ah, you'll be back. It's just your Virginia retirement, like your Terry Funk. And then I was looking up the stuff for the show this weekend. I'm like, He's retired. If he's done, why does he even match next weekend? What the hell's going on here? Yeah. And I mean, he could always, if he wanted to, he could
1: always just like try something new, maybe put on a mask or something like that and just go on wrestling. We never know.
0: Right. Uh, Again, it's, it's, it's Logan Easton LaRue's, uh, retirement. It's not blanks retirement. I get it.
1: That, that totally random unrelated person you just mentioned. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: (laughs) But that's all I got, Joe.
0: All right. Good. Um, Hey, we're back. Uh, Adam's back shows back. Not that it went anywhere, but it was different last week. Um, go sign up for the Patreon, last pitch, last ditch. Um, trust me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, hey, uh, this was episode 266 of Adam's With Wrestling. For Adam, this is Joe saying be safe out there and enjoy some wrestling.